You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The U.S. Federal Reserve concluded a meeting last night, and that's the Federal Open Market Committee of the U.S. Federal Reserve. And for some reason, the market didn't like it. And let me just read you something here. It says here, uh, the U.S. Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC, decided to maintain the target range for the federal funds rate at naught to quarter of a percent. The committee voted unanimously to leave the Fed funds target rate unchanged and also shows a unanimous view from members on their interest rate outlook, which is flat until at least 2023. And even with my rudimentary maths, that's in three years' time. On the telephone now, investment strategist at 91 in London, and that's Russell Silverstone. There were so many other things to say, but they're just basically saying that we don't need to raise rates or do anything with rates for another three years, Russell. It's extraordinary, and the market hates it. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. So, um, yeah, the, the dreaded dot plots are back um, for the first time in, in, in six months. Um, they missed their usual quarterly round in, in, um, in March just because of the uncertainty. And, you know, as ever, markets adopt a, a, a sort of narrative after the event that you, know, you have to look at the correction that we're seeing in the context of, of, of the rally, which has, has been absolutely formidable. And, and may, you know, maybe it's the fact that... Uh, you know, we've got a big downdraft in, in, in growth coming. Um, the Federal Reserve a little bit more bearish on economic growth this year. They're looking for down 6.5%. The consensus I have um, is is nearer down sort of 5.7%. Well, mm. So they're a little bit more bearish. Um, but then, you know, next year they're, they're predicting a, a sort of um, a more robust upturn. So, you know, as ever, it's always hard to in the catalyst um, down, down to why markets are moving. But yeah, the idea that rates are just on hold for, for, for a considerable time is, is you know, there's a bit of travelling and arriving as well. You know, we, we, that, if rates are on hold, there's nothing to look forward to in terms of stimulus. And, um, you know, there's, there's this lingering fear of a sort of, you know, a Japan type scenario. Yes, indeed. Let's just reiterate a couple of things that you've just said uh, from the Fed. It says the FOMC expects a contraction in the US economy of around 6.5% year on year this year, with member forecasts ranging from minus 4.2% to minus 10%. So that's quite a big range from those FOMC people. An unemployment rate of 9.3% is forecast this year and 6.5% next year, which is still really quite high. And PCE inflation, uh, including core, of about 2% a year until after 2022. What particular part of this statement do you think spooked the markets, Russell? I, th- I think it's 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 probably the uncertainty. And, and, and you know, that, that range, as you said, is like minus 4 to minus 10% for the change in, in, in GDP this year. And actually for next year, it's minus 1 to... to to plus seven, so uh, I think the bottom line is there's there's you know as we've always said markets hate uncertainty and and the Federal Reserve with their 250 PhDs are really struggling to work out where you mm. know we, we think we know what's going to happen, but but you know that that's that's not great and bear in mind we came from you know we came from an unemployment rate of I think it was down to three point it was less than three and a half percent wasn't it yes. um, and and six and a half next year and five and a half in 2022. I think it's you know uh, more downbeat I think than people people had hoped. But you know what the federal always tell you is is that that sort of median is is exactly that right? Is there 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 is a range, um, and at the moment, the, you know, and the further you go out in terms of looking at the the, the, the 
uh, in, in time, you know, the less certain we can be. And, and, and I think that's probably what spook markets. So what you've said is that these people are really, really clever, but they don't know what they're talking about because nobody can predict. And the one thing that really disturbs me today is the new forecast for as what the Americans call the fall, or in the real world, autumn, the coronavirus or COVID-19 cases will start to spike again. Is that an element of why the market has started to get a little bit shaky today? Yeah, no, de- definitely. So, so we 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 saw, I think, in in, in Texas, uh, in California. So, you know, the big big states, you know, very uh, large populations are beginning to pick up again, and and obviously the market's very attuned to this, and it's equating sort of a pickup in infection rate with 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 slowdown uh, in the economy again, and 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 again, that's that's the uncertainty because uh, you know I would be amazed if we went into national lockdowns again quite frankly uh, and you're going to have regional lockdowns it, it, it's it's that uncertainty isn't it and 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 what it does to confidence um you know I think the, the thing we're sort of worried about is, is you know we're going to see a mechanical v-shape in, in, in economies i.e we're going to go down really quickly we're going to come back really quickly but it's that last 10 percent you know, someone someone termed it the ninety percent economy. It's, it's the restaurants, it's the discretionary spending, and there's just lack of visibility over that lens. And I think that's what we're a little bit worried about at the moment. And the other thing that hasn't received too much attention is the fact that uh, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the U.S. Federal Reserve, and obviously then of the Federal Open Market Committee, he said some of the millions of jobs that have been lost. And let's let's just update on what has happened today with another one and a half million initial jobless claims, making it 44.2 million jobless claims in the last 12 weeks in the United States of America. What he said was that he thinks that millions of those jobs will never be reclaimed. In other words, the people that have lost their job now or in the last 12 weeks will never get a job again. And that says something to a simpleton like me um, that says, okay, well, they'll never pay taxes again then and they'll have to receive benefits. So that's not good for the economy. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. So, so that's this idea of sort of economic scarring. I mean, not only is it, is it a social issue, it's, it's an economic issue. And, 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 and you know, it's... It's the thing I think we're we're almost worried about. So you know we are going to get this mechanical recovery, but but you know there's we're not there's a real danger we're not going back to where we came from, and 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 I think that's the fear. I think the trouble we we we, we have nicely one of thinking about this is that's not going to be evident for for another three to six months because you know in the short term we we, we are going to recover very quickly as we saw last friday um in in, in the u.s uh, labor market data actually recovered quite quickly yes. we're not going to know about that scarring for a few months yet and and i think that's sort of, that's sort of hanging over the market um, um for now so, so again it's just this uncertainty that, that, that we face we really aren't sure about the the, the medium term consequences of, 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 of this it's an exciting time but it's a dangerous time as well russell you must sit down with your team remotely and say every single day look what's happened overnight look what this data has just told us and we have so many decisions to make i mean as i say it's quite exciting and you've got so many different prospects and so many different targets when it comes to investments but on the other hand there's so much flux are you excited um, I, I don't know. I'm really I've done this a very long time. I'm really excited to say my word, but <laughs> I, I, I certainly think, I, I think what, what we try and do is, is you know, you, there, there's signal the noise, isn't there? And, yes. and I think that there's there's a danger of getting caught up in, in, in the noise and, 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 you know, arguably the correction we're seeing today in markets is just noise when you look at the context of, of, of the rally we've seen. Uh, and, and I think what we try and do is is, is really extract the signal. And, and, and the you know, the signal we're, we're seeing is, 
you know, yes, there's lots of uncertainty, but the the the, the thing we're really picking up on is is you know we do expect a strong strong bounce. And the other thing we haven't touched on is 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 the amount of liquidity that's being pumped into markets. It's just absolutely extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Federal Reserve has already done their balance sheet has already expanded by 2.8 trillion dollars uh, that's about three times the speed that we saw it expand during the global financial crisis and they're going to be printing 120 billion dollars a month for the foreseeable future you, you couple that with the eurozone who have, um, are on track to around about 115 billion euros bank of england are doing the same bank of japan are doing the same several emerging market uh, central banks are doing the same and we end we end up you know we, we we end up trying to sort of work out the the impacts of the you know the economic uncertainty versus just the sheer volume of of of, of liquidity being pumped into the system and that's however exciting is the right word but that's certainly a certainly a challenge okay enticing is probably a better word maybe compelling is probably a better word as well and i know this is not your area of expertise but it's more to do with psychology and philosophy uh, when it comes to markets and asset classes and risky asset classes i'm going to ask you about something now grubhub and just eat getting together potentially to create a food delivery giant worldwide is this something that reminds you of the late 1990s <laughs> well uh, yeah poss- possibly I, th- I think what it what it potentially can show is is that you know money is money is free isn't it at the moment um and 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 you know i'm on much stronger ground when i i I can tell you that the european central bank is lending money to eurozone banks at minus one percent um and so for 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 companies that are that are expanding and, and and using debt to fund expansion Money's cheap. It doesn't always end well, does it? Look at look at um, you know WeWork was a, was, a, was a good example there. Um, so no, it isn't my area of expertise. I think it just reflects um, just you know very very cheap cost of money, uh, and 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 you know th- that sort of company. Um, it's it's you know go big or, or go home, isn't it? And, and you can you know, it's all about a network effect, and, and the only way to do that is to have the biggest network. Uh, and you do that by by loading up on cheap debt. Well said. Russell, thank you so much for your analysis. That's Russell Silverstone, investment strategist at 91 in London. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.